Welcome into Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a quick timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller and my co-host Randy Sherman will join us here in just a minute. Before we get going, thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. If you're thinking about new basketball uniforms for your program, let me encourage you to take a look at 323 Sports' good game line. Right now they have a special home and away uniforms, that's both jerseys and shorts, with a shooting shirt for just $145. It's an incredible deal. To find out more about what they can do for your program, visit 323 Sports, or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323 Sports. They'll be sure to do it right for your basketball program. This week is kind of a continuation of what we talked about last week. If you haven't gone back and, and watched that or listened to that episode, I encourage you to do that. We talked about four ideas for simplifying the game for our players. You can find that linked down in the description of this episode. But Randy, we will go through all four of those suggestions again. Yeah. But why don't you go ahead and talk through that first one? Because that's where we're going to spend most of our time today. Yeah, I think I think the first one that I made was to simplify the game for our players. As coaches, we need to clearly define sort of exemplary or standards for each phase of play. That way, our players know exactly what their objective is at any moment in the game and be able to measure that, if you will, over against a, a, an exemplary model. Today, what we're going to talk about is a tool that I've been working on off and on for a little while to provide that for our players. I kind of equated it last week to those of you that are familiar from from like a business perspective or a marketing perspective. When you have clearly defined objectives, it becomes very clear for everyone involved, like what we're actually trying to accomplish. When you stay with big picture like goals, you may hit them, you may not. Mm-hmm. It may improve your pro, your performance. It may not. But the more specific that you get um, when you have something that's measurable that we can go back and say, did we actually achieve this? Something that's realistic for your program, too, mm-hmm. I think is a is an important part of a, a, a well-written objective and even like a time element to it. Like, when do we want to? I, I deal with this a lot. We have these conversations a lot within our own staff. Like, when do we want to be not necessarily like good at like we want to have accomplished it, but like where are some check marks through the season or yeah. in a game? What what do we want to be looking like at this part of the year? And so I think this is a fantastic exercise. I'm, I'm excited to talk a little bit about it. Yeah. So what I did was was create a checklist where in each of the four phases of of the game and and you could start this at any point in the game cycle. I just happened to start at transition offense. I wanted to come up with like five. You could someone else who wanted to do this. You could have four or five, whatever, you know, uh, five sort of high level bullet points for each of the four phases that would bring the total to 20, right? So of like teaching points um, that we want to, to emphasize qualities we want exhibited. So just, just think of, I kind of like make this analogous to if, if we're talking about before we've taught these things to a group of players, almost like my, my to-do list, like in transition offense, I need to teach, who is going to be the inbounder outward if we're talking about at transitioning after an opponent made field goal, who's going to receive the outlet and how do I want the three players not in that transaction to, to run and move and where to. So it's almost like can serve as a teaching to do list. Like I need to 
you know, we're, we want to install our transition offensive system. Here's, you know, five big things that I can't miss or I, I've got to I've got to include and do that for each of the four phases. If you've already presented this material to your team, maybe season seasons ago, and, and it's then become sort of like an evaluative tool, meaning you could use it to um, grade film, to to guide a film session with your team, um, to sort of like show your team or or in your own personal, you know, alone time film study that you do late at night or on your laptop on the bus or something like that, you're watching for what? What are we watching for? What are we, what are we even looking for? We're looking for our teaching, what we did on the front end, to match our performance after it's been installed and implemented. The more you can simplify it and kind of uh, put things in compartments, and the easiest compartment mm -hmm. for us as basketball coaches are obviously the four phases of the game. What would you say for the coach who's looking at this and may not have everything that you have or may not even value what you what all of the things that you value well i would hope that not everyone you know i mean I, I know from watching basketball that not everyone installs or emphasizes or ha has the same high points that they're that they're driving home to their team so i would say to that coach then just sort of like draw inspiration from the idea of taking those four phases and add your own five bullet points like if customize it to, to fit what, what your needs are. Use it as a guide, like, oh, I like that idea, but, you know, I'm not, we don't play defense that way. Or, you know, this is something that I emphasize that Randy didn't put on his list. That's great. Like, just sort of take the, take the idea and run with it. I would have guessed that a word of caution don't end up with like 10 to 12 things under each of these. I think so. You know, for example, let's look at the transition offense we'll start there and say those five things. I, when I did this, I kind of had to do that. I had to like, Oh man, what's, what's going to not go in there? Like what's, what's not going to, you know, make the cut if you will. So, so I decided to include things like when I'm, if, if say I've put this in, I've installed all this, I presented this material to my team and now we're playing and I'm grading film or, or evaluating our performance. I'm looking for, did the right player inbound it? Whatever teaching method you use for that? Did that happen? Did did our outlet get the ball high enough and wide enough? Did did we get the ball ahead quickly as I'd like? You know, like those kind of things. And as we move to offense, did we did we show up in our you know alignment? Be that four out, five out, whatever your desired alignment might be. Did this, did this possession, did we get a paint touch? That's a simple, like, I can just check the box. Like, yes, we did. Did we get multiple sides? Sometimes maybe you do, sometimes maybe you don't. Check it if you do. Did the possession end with the type of shots we're looking for? So those are the, say, the two offensive phases, transition offense and offense. I would be looking for sort of like a reflection of the things that we've emphasized during our implementation of our system. How do you foresee coaches using this to actually make their better their their players better and improve their basketball IQ? Well, I've I've shared this with the the coaches in the uh ramp group that I that I uh created and so some good ideas are already bubbling up about being able to say say do after we've got enough sample size and data accumulated to say okay when we achieve 
four or five out of five, something like that, of these things and whatever they may be for your big headings, but say for mine, like when we, when we get the ball ahead over the half court line, we do, we, 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 you know, we get the ball right out of the net and back in bounds. We get the outlet. We could, we could then say, okay, on the possessions that we got four out of five, five out of five, what we'll call like good or, or exemplary, right? What, what did our points per possession look like? And be able to say, okay, then if, and this would be a total prediction, but if, if our points per possession were better on the uh, possessions in which we kind of hit more of these, these uh, qualities and, you know, that, that sort of like reinforces the importance of them to our, our team, our players, our staff, you know? So I, I see that as one way to use it. And like I already mentioned, just sort of like beforehand a to-do list afterwards, almost like a, like a, an inspection, if you will, like, did this happen? Did this happen? This happened. I foresee coaches that are especially into the analytics or just numbers people like turning this almost into like a spreadsheet and like how many times did we give up these things? You know, I think the way that it is right now just gives you a very organized, did we do this? Did we not do this? And maybe if you're at a higher level or you have more time on your hands, you could even sit and start tracking these, like how many times did we do this? And that allows you to do what you just said there, where you can say, well, we did this seven times. And, you know, over the course of 15 games or 20 games, when we do this eight times, we win 80% of our games or whatever. And I think too, that like, say these 20 points, these 20 sort of teaching points that, that, that we've decided make the cut for this exercise. Right. I think that, um, you know, one thing that I heard this week that I, I really liked was, was Tom Crean was on a podcast, uh, slapping glass. He said, you know, like repeat your best stuff often repeat those things. So like these 20 points, you know, as throughout the season and all those practices and all of the unpacking we do of the games we played last night and, you know, like in, in of like, Hey, here's a possession where we got the ball out of the, the right guy, got the ball out right out of the net and back in bounds above the free throw line extended, like, and look at this possession. So like you, you've kind of got 20 teaching points that are going to be repeated, repeated and repeated over and over again to where what we really want is to brand our team with, with qualities reflected in these 20 teaching points. And by using them and referring back to them, like, Hey, see, like you've got the defense up there and transition defense. We didn't pick up the ball till way too deep. And now the ball's coming downhill at us a thousand miles an hour. And we gave up a, a, a coast to coast layup. So we're repeating these things over and over and over until they sort of become internalized by our team. So we could touch on the transition teaching points. Again, I would, I would fully give the disclaimer that these is, this is just my exercise. So if you emphasize something different or you see something on there that you don't agree with, take it off and put your own bullet point in there. If you see something on there that like that you don't understand what that even means, ask me on Twitter, I'll, I'll help you out or whatever, you know, like, replace one of my bullet points with something you think is more important. That's yeah, do it. Um, mm-hmm. But just steal the idea, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tra- transition defense, things that I can clearly see on film and it's yes or no. It's very binary. It's very black or white. 
we engage the ball at or above our pickup point, whatever that may be for you and your defense, whether that's volleyball line, half court line, north of the half court line, whatever that may be for you and what you're going for. We can watch a film and check that box like that happened or it didn't. We, somebody, the guy we want, picked up the ball at at or above the half court line. Mm-hmm. If, if that's your pickup point, I just I just left pickup point in there because that could be whatever for whomever. Right. Mm-hmm. Did did someone get back and protect the rim? Yes or no. That's simple. Yes. We either did. or We didn't. Did our fullback get all the way back and protect? And we've got somebody there to protect the rim. I'm looking on film. Nobody's there. Don't check the box. And then we can say, look, hey, on these five possessions last night, we didn't pick up the ball at the pickup point or we didn't have someone protecting the rim and our opponent scored 12 points. Mm-hmm. You know, like that sort of thing is what I'm going for. You know, I, I tried to make them vis- a lot of them very visual, like you can see this happen <laughs> or not. Like the player dribbling the ball was the last player over the half court line. That's what I liked when I taught transition defense. I wanted whomever was responsible for picking up the ball to pick it up at the pickup point or north of there to slow down the advance of the ball. And what I like to watch on film was, did the guy bouncing the ball, was he the last player of the 10 players on the court across the half court line? Now we've got our defense sit. Now we've got all five bodies behind the ball. Like those kind of things that I can see clearly on film are, are um, what made on this list, and I can just check that box. Yeah, I mean, it serves as an incredible template for maybe helping coaches put together their their pillars or their, their core values for each of those four phases. And then I see it very practically being something that I'm now able to communicate to both my staff and my players. This is the stuff that is the most important thing for us within these four phases. Yeah. And then that would allow me to create drills and schedule practice there you go. sessions that reflect these three to five things. I'd encourage coaches to maybe even somehow, you know, get it down to like three. I think threes are even easier to remember. And maybe if you're working with younger players, keeping it, keeping it simpler like that, but then giving that, I see this being a a tool for coaches to be able to use with their assistants. Like here, this is how to watch film and to what actually to look for. Don't just give me a bunch of scattered information because that's what goes back. I think it goes back and creates some biases then like, well, I saw this three times. This is why we lost. Like, was it really? Yeah. Um, you know, if if these three to five things under each thing are, are things that actually, and that comes from, I think, the, the coach's expertise and experience of having watched a lot of games and knowing about his systems and all the things that we talked about last week. But, you know, then I'm able to communicate to my assistants. And then now the both of us as a staff are able to communicate to our players the things that actually matter. And then they're able to understand you could give a very simple checklist like this. I would stay away probably from the Excel sheet with all the columns and numbers <laughs> giving to older, to older players. You could do that, but maybe to younger players, just giving them a checklist and, and, and having all of us watch film together. I have no idea sometimes what my players are thinking about or even watching when we watch film together, but yeah. using this as a tool where like all of us can sit there and do it and then talk about it afterwards. What did you see? You know, what are some things that, that stood out to you? Yeah. Um, and, and teaching younger players how to watch film. And then, okay, now we're going to go out on the court and practice these things. And we're practicing these things because you told me in the classroom that we were bad at these three things, or we need mm-hmm. to improve these three things. So I see something this simple, improving every aspect of your program to make you better, both with your 
basketball IQ and then also like what it looks like, how you play out on the court. Yeah. My hope is if there's a coach who's looking at these, each of these 20 checkpoints, and if maybe you see something I have mentioned on my, when I did this exercise that, that, you know, I hadn't really done a good job teaching that, or I, I haven't really, I want that, but I, I don't know that I've driven it home. Like maybe there's something on there that like you, you can take away that will fill that void. A quick timeout podcast is sponsored by three on three hoops hub. If you're a basketball coach looking to grow your program, raise funds for your program or build your basketball business, you're going to want to check out what three on three hoops hub can do for you. Three on three hoops hub has run over 350 three on three basketball leagues for thousands of kids since 1997 and is helping coaches all across country do the same. Three on three basketball is the ideal format for players to get more opportunities, work on all skills and positions and have fun playing competitive basketball with their friends. You can bring three on three to your community and do it like an expert by learning from the best three on three hoops hub free training. To find out more and get access to the training, simply click the training.3on3hoopshub.com QTO link in the show notes below. Last phase of the four phases we hadn't talked about would be defense. Again, I'll, I'll repeat it because I want it driven home would be, this is just me, one, one man who did this exercise. If there's something on here, like I have prevent ball reversal because I like on the line, up the line, pressure, denial type defense. So you want to get the ball on the side, keep it on the side, that sort of thing. If that's not your bag and take it off and what, what would be on yours, take, put your five defensive pillars on there, you know, like, again, I tried to make things visual, but preventing ball reversal, I can watch film and go, Hey, this time, just this team just popped it right around the horn. Like it was pop, 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 nothing to it. Like, that's not cool. That's not what we do here, you know? And when they, when they reverse it like that, we got caught in a closeout situation and gave up a layup or something, you know, like, so that's why we prevent ball reversal, you know, those sorts of things I can drive home. Did we get a touch? That's that's very visual, meaning that uh, what I called get a touch like is get a deflection. Did we did the defense touch the basketball? That's what we're we're going for is getting a touch. That's very visual, very black and white. You we either did touch it or didn't. The possession ending, the last two bullet points would be how we want our opponent's possessions to end. Did it end with a steal or a turnover? If they if it didn't end with a steal or turnover, did it end with the type of shot that we can live with? Making them dribble to a shot was the example I used. Yeah, so just customize the bullet points to fit the high-level objectives of whatever teaching points that you use for your four phases. And you said even having uh, introduced this to your ramp guys within the last week or two, like mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of feedback, and I have a feeling it'll be something that coaches look at and do have thoughts, you know, whether that's customizing for their own thing or like maybe some ways that you can visualize it. I think how people think about the game, I'm always interested to see like the tools that they create that go along with that or something that something this simple, like kind of grows into. Yeah. Um, you talked about this being something that you, you talked about with your ramp guys, and this was actually something that you sent out to them this week. Yeah. Where was that? And then also how can somebody find something like this Yeah. Uh, through you? Well, they could, Get in my ramp program, or I also send it out to uh, my new, my uh, Radius Athletics Extra newsletter subscribers. Full disclosure, I did put it behind the paywall. So if you're one of the free subscribers, you'll be 
unable to view it, but maybe you're watching this and can do it on your own. That's fine. You know, yeah, that, that'd be the two ways. Another point I'd like to make Tony that, that just sort of like dawned on me about this exercise would be, I think sometimes when we're watching film of, of like say a game that, that we played last night and we're watching film that night or the day after, you know, I, I know I speak to a lot of coaches who, I guess that they're watching how their players played. They're looking for what did Tony do well, what did Randy do well, what did this player do well or or not or not well. And I think sometimes they miss how did we play? Like like almost think of the five players on the court as like human basketball playing units. Not like I'm not trying to like, how did we play? I'm zooming out. Did we get width in transition? Did we, you know, like, and then start to zoom in on who did or didn't and those sorts of things. And I think this checklist sort of like maybe like would 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 get a coach from thinking less about like, you know, like this player's pivot feet are all wrong and more about like, hey, the big things I'm teaching to my team, the program level 20 bullet points are not or are happening, (laughs) you know, and then I'm free to zoom in tighter. If I feel like the big things are being absorbed, if Mm -hmm. they're not, then I got to revisit that, you know? So that's, that's another thing I think that this exercise should get you to do is think evaluatively about how are we playing in how is the unit doing the big things that we want you know yeah that's a good point and once you get that then you can to your point zero in on the things that matter thanks to all of you who joined us this week if you missed any part of the live show you can go back and watch or listen to any part visit radius athletics on youtube to see the full interview or you can go to any podcast platform and search hoops forum and there you'll find the audio version of the show for randy sherman i'm tony miller we'll talk to you again next time on hoops forum